This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Ladies and gentlemen, this podcast is brought to you by BSO and ABF Creative and is scheduled for one fall. And on the mic, we have the one and only Robert Latow. I got enemies, got a lot of enemies, got a lot of people trying to drain me of my energy. They trying to take the wave from your boy. Messing with your boy, better pray for your boy. Robert Latow, keep that same energy podcast. Let's get to the opening bell. The streets said they needed a new podcast. You have my apologies. You know, it's 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 2021. You know, sometimes, you know, life life happens. You know, I've been enjoying life. Because you never know, an asteroid might hit this planet at any time. And you know, we may deserve it, to be perfectly honest with you. Took a little family vacation. Took a little little time, you know, off. But I understand. The streets need me. Because the streets want to know what's really going on. Now, if you have subscribed to the BSO Substack, that's bsoent.substack.com, you would already know what's in those streets. <laughs> But I understand sometimes, you know, you don't have time to be subscribing to newsletters and things of that nature. Sometimes you just want to, you know, do your workout. Maybe you're walking your dog. Maybe you're taking a long trip in your car. You're stuck in traffic. And you just want to hear me tell you what's really going on. And a lot's been happening since the last podcast. Almost too much. So I'm only going to hit the stuff that. I think it's the big stuff that's been going on. And then I'll try. I promise I'll try. I want to try a new system. When every time there's a big story that breaks or something crazy goes on, I'll try to record that segment immediately and then put all the segments together in, in, a, in a podcast as opposed to sitting down for an hour, hour and a half and producing one of these because that's, that's very difficult to do. It's very difficult to do these days. But the streets want to know about Sonya Curry and Dale Curry. What have I told you guys for years? Almost a decade plus if you've been following me for a long time. You don't know these people. You don't know these athletes. You don't know these entertainers. You don't know your neighbors. You only know what they show you. You only know what's presented, which is normally everybody tries to present their best self. 
every time I have a bad day or something bad happens to me, I don't go, well, I mean, some people do this, but, you know, you don't go on social media and talk about it. Now, if I found $5,000 in the backyard, I'll talk about that. That's a positive thing. But if somebody stole $5,000 from me, probably wouldn't let you know about it. If I got beat up at a bar, I'm probably not going to talk about it. You know. But if I beat up somebody, maybe I, maybe I post that. You don't know. There's no such thing as goals when it comes to anybody, famous or otherwise. Make your own goals. You don't know what's going on. If you were to believe social media, Dale Curry, Sonia Curry, Aisha Curry, Steph Curry, perfect. They're a perfect family. She wears, you know, when Seth plays, she wears Seth's jersey and Dale wears Steph. It's so cute that they always are putting the camera on them. The whole time the marriage has been in shambles. <laughs> the entire time. Going back to when Dale was shooting threes. The entire time. You'd have never known. My wife made a, a good, good point. It's like when you got kids... No matter what's going on, you could you could for the kids you could put on a fake front. You know, just because you arguing, if your kids are doing something, you, you're gonna go out and support them. But you could kind of see some of the. Now that you go back in time, and you go back and look, hey man, Dale didn't seem that happy. Yeah, you know, Dale didn't really seem that happy with what was going on. And so people are shocked. I can't. Believe it. I can't believe this perfect family that they told us was perfect that we know nothing about. Wasn't just, you know, cheating. The whole family knew. Dale been cheating since the 80s or whatever. The 90s. Sonya's out here got a whole new man with Dale's boy from college. It was, you know, pretty, you know, something that's pretty salacious. That's not nah, just life. Stuff happens like that all the time. Really does. It's not unusual type of stuff. I can't believe I've been married for thirty three years. Yeah, you don't know how long that marriage has been in shambles and just stuck stuck together for appearances' sakes. Remember Michael and Juanita Jordan? They were kind of that equivalent back. Yeah, Michael and Juanita. Oh man, that's a power couple. Yeah, you know what Mike was doing. You know what Mike was doing. So as Mike got out the league and was retired, it was like, here, take your half my money and, and just leave me alone. You ain't heard from Juanita since. Juanita took her $100 million or whatever, and you ain't heard from her since. Period. Tiger Woods, you, you should know better. Tiger Woods, remember, there was a time Tiger Woods, you know, was the same thing. He's, you know, Tiger Woods is an asshole. And even his own friends would tell you that. But there was a time Tiger Woods, perfect, got the perfect, got the... Nanny, white, Norwegian wife, always so perfect. That's, you know, you find out Tiger's on drugs and cheating with Denny's waitresses and she's busting up, you know, SUVs with golf clubs. You don't know these people. You don't know these people. You know, Deshaun Watson, nice enough guy, very nice to people, very likable to people, likes to get his anus rubbed. Doing massages like happy endings, like Robert Kraft. Now, is that 
like the worst thing in the world. I guess it depends on who you truly believe with those accusations. But at at even if it's not like something where you like, okay, that's not criminal and such and such. This is a man that liked to get fingered in his booty when he was getting massages. Like to get happy in his was humping the air. That stuff is probably true. Now, how into it the girls were and were they, you know, really liking it and they and, and really didn't have a problem with them humping there and doing all this stuff in their hands and stuff, That that's a conversation for another time. But the fact is, you wouldn't have thought a year ago that Deshaun Watson was a guy that humped there while getting massages and liked his finger, and liked his anus finger. You don't know these people. You don't know them. That's what I always say. If if I wasn't married and my wife wasn't one of the most amazing people in the world, hands down. You know, if I was the way I was five, six years ago, when challenged, let's just say I I just burned all the houses down. <laughs> but you gotta keep your peace. You got to keep your peace because if not, you know, your mentals and all of that stuff get all jacked up. So I'm not even taking sides. I'm not saying Dale was wrong or Sonya was wrong. I'm just trying to tell you, the people, you don't know them. You don't know, you know, like, like, here's the thing. I'm not saying that you should not try to stay positive, right, about certain things. And I'm not saying you should go digging for dirt on, on people, you know. You, you know, if if what's being presented is positive, let's just roll with that until, you know, otherwise. But just know you, you can't never be sure. You know, you can't you know, you see people say such and such athlete is great something. You don't know. Maybe. <laughs> I mean, possibly. Maybe not. You don't know. Maybe this will help you out because right now, you know, you, like remember, I, you know, Aisha Curry, remember people was like, oh man, this is, she's, this is a great marriage. She's a, a God-fearing people. And then she went on national television or Facebook, whatever. <laughs> it was, you could find it on TV or on your laptops. It said, I, just think about this for a minute. She, she went on national television and said, I'm depressed. I feel bad. That I don't get attention from other men like the other wives do. I'm hurt. Like my mental health is messed up because I'm not getting DMs from other men. This is a married woman who said this on national television. So you don't think she, you know, crept out maybe on Steph? Would you be shocked? You shouldn't be now. You don't think Steph dealing with all of that? Maybe... Got a little release somewhere when he was in Denver or <laughs> somewhere. Just saying. You don't know these people. That's not normal behavior. That's not normal things to say. It may be true. That's the, I think what happened was she had a, an epiphany. She was being honest. She lost, She took down the facade. You know, the facade is everything's great. You know, I would give, I'll give her that, even though it sounds terrible. The facade is... Everything's great, but she's like, no, I wish I had bigger boobs. I wish I wasn't so husky after I had the kids. I'm, my mental state is set up because nobody 
thinks I'm sexy. Nobody talks to me like they talk to Gabrielle Union. <laughs> you know? Now, there's reason maybe people think certain things about Gabrielle Union. They don't think about you, but you got But you know, she's not thinking about that. Confidence shattered because only her husband likes her. <laughs> you don't know these people. You don't know these people. I don't know how many times I got to say it. You don't know these people. You don't know your neighbors. You don't know random people just off social media. People can have a million followers and be dealing with some wild stuff. You ever wonder yourself why celebrities commit suicide? They're famous. They're rich. They still shoot themselves in the head. It's not It's not about that. I always say, hey, money's the root of all evil. Not necessarily, right? But, you know, money helps with a lot of things, but it, it doesn't necessarily help your mental state. It helps other things. I mean, you don't have to worry about your lights getting cut off, but you can still be depressed. You can still be all jacked up. You can still have terrible marriages. You can still have terrible friendships. You can still be a, a terrible person. People do things for various reasons. You know, people love to, they don't like when people are happy, so to speak. You know what I'm saying? I'm miserable, so I want you to be miserable. Or they're so miserable, they latch on to, to certain individuals that they see. It's, like I say, the the culture of fans and of and things of that nature it's 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 always been odd to me you know i think you can be a fan you can appreciate what someone does like hey that person's a good musician that person's a good rapper that person's a good football player right but like there's a you know fan is short for fanatic right fanatic is not a good word <laughs> you know it's not good to be fanatical about these that's how they talk about you know dictators and terrorists and stuff you know what I mean? Fanatical is not a good. They shorten it to fan. Like, oh, everybody's a fan. Well, fanatical. If you look at the, you know that. Let's look it up. Let's look it up right now. We don't got. We don't got nothing else to do. I'm just trying to point out. You know, you gotta understand. You know, the the fanatical. You know, the the you know, filled with excessive and single-minded zeal, obsessively concerned with something. You know, like that's that's weird. That's a strange thing to be fanatical about something. Because I think, like, what are you, what am I fanatical about, right? Like, what do, what makes, what do I actually care that much about that I'm obsessed, you know, with? I can't think of anything. <laughs> because it's, it's, especially another person. Because even if in your relationship, if you're super obsessive and things like that, that's not good. It's not good. We, we have, it's cult-like. Especially, you know, it's not just America, it's kind of all over. Like, you see, you know, like Kanye, like, that stuff's weird. <laughs> You know, like I remember I used to watch those uh, old Michael Jackson concerts and you see the girls falling out and all of that stuff and passing out. And that's 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 weird. That's weird. It's weird to have so much emotionally invested in someone that you don't know. And I'm not saying they can't be inspiring. I'm not saying they can't, you know, be somebody that you look up to. That someone that you can say, hey, you know, the work ethic and all of that stuff. It's just I'm not passing out for anybody. <laughs> <laughs> it's weird. You don't know these people. You don't know these people. I don't know how many times I have to tell you, you should never be surprised by anything that happens. 
everybody has skeletons in the closet. Everybody has some dirty laundry they would not get out. They don't want to get out. Everybody. Nobody's perfect. That's why it's funny to me when things happen on the internet. There's always people that's on that high horse. Trust me. If you went through everybody's phone, you went through everybody's email, you went through everybody's history of life, there's things that are going to be like, you know something that, that, you know, that didn't, that didn't, that wasn't good. They say something good. You say stuff to your friends every day that's offensive. But you tell them, you tell them because they're your friends, you feel comfortable doing it. Everybody does. We're judge, we're judgmental society without looking in the mirror and saying, you know something, we're not great either. White people, especially like MAGA, are like really good for that. They judging everybody else, but like, bro, you're doing the same thing that the Taliban doing. Like people don't like to talk about stuff like that. Like Taliban took over, you know, the 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 capital or whatever, right? We tried to do the same thing. Our own people. You know what I'm saying? Like it took me a while to really understand. Like, you know, I can see why <laughs> people hate us as a country. Like from the other side, you only gotta look at it from the other side because we've been, you know, how we always say dictators brainwashing China, brainwashes and such as a, we do the same thing. Well, we don't want to tell you about our history. We don't want you to know about racism. The cops are basically a gang. Wow, what does that sound like? Sounds like that goddamn Afghanistan. You don't know these people. What? In the blue hell. There's been a lot of talk about predators, not like the Arnold Schwarzenegger predators, about IG models uh, dating younger athletes, specifically uh, NBA players, but it's, it's pretty much all athletes. What a lot of people don't understand is that uh, a lot of these IG models came into popularity probably five six seven years ago when it became when instagram and became a big thing snapchat and everything became a big thing but what people don't understand is is those girls that started off at 23 24 whatever they're now in their 30s when, when did instagram start i really should start researching this stuff before i start talking you know let me see when did when did when did instagram Become a thing. It started really back in MySpace. So, hey, when is this? Let's see. Date on October 6, 2010. 2010. It's been around longer than I know. That's 11 years. Then bought by Facebook in 2012. The whole social media area has been like a, a decade. So, just think about that. So, let's say, you know, like, like TikTok just came in a little while ago. But let's say you were you know, 19, 20 years old, IG model when you got on Instagram. But, you, you know, you're 30 plus now. <laughs> you know, if you was 23, 24, you're almost mid-30s. So a lot of them, you know, been around, you know, for a long time. <laughs> but they still in the game. And if they haven't turned their IG modeling into something that is a sustainable type of income, they have to, you know, Keep showing the boobs. Boot ass still got to be out. They I still look for their marks, so to speak. And so that's what you get when uh, Anna Montana, who's been around for you know a decade 
and she she sees a Lamelo ball. She's you know she's looking for some comfortability. Lamelo Ball is a popular player. He'll make a lot of money in the NBA. He'll make a lot of money through endorsements. You know she's thirty two. He just turned twenty, so she's gonna be turning thirty three soon. So you're talking about a thirteen year age difference. You know, is that predatorial? That's what the streets want to know. I do think it's odd that a 33-year-old woman would have interest in a 19-year-old child. But, you know, these are not, you know, the circumstances are not like the same as somebody that is, you know, going to college at 19 with a 33-year-old woman. And someone that's in the NBA. Now, if you ever watched a LaMelo Ball interview uh, or read an interview with LaMelo Ball, you know, he's very much 19, 20 years old. He likes 19 and 20 year old guy things. So I'm pretty sure she's just pretending (laughs) to care about, you know, some of this stuff. (laughs) I mean, I could be wrong, but. You know, maybe she likes saying, you know, he tweaking and all of that stuff. I don't know. Possibly. Who knows? (laughs) Who knows? It's weird. And you know what it's for. Like, you know, you see stuff with like, even though the ages are a little closer, you see things like Bobo and Mulan Hernandez. And it goes both ways. You know what I mean? Like, Bobo wouldn't be interested in Mulan Hernandez if she didn't have big fake booty. And Mulan Hernandez wouldn't be interested in Bobo if he didn't play ball. So, I mean, it does go both ways. You know, I I don't think LaMelo Ball is hanging out with Anna Montana for her personality. You know what I mean? Like, you know, it, it definitely goes, you know, both ways. But the problem is, as I've always told you guys, is that this is perfectly fine if, if you don't get anybody pregnant. Because without a baby, there's no really attachment. I mean, you can walk away at any time. Nobody owes anybody anything. That's the difference between, you know, James Harden and, you know, P.J. Washington. You know what I mean? Like, that's the difference. You know, if James Harden can have these many relationships. Sometimes, you know, with people like Khloe Kardashian or strippers or IG, whoever he wants. He doesn't knock any of them up. And when they run their course, he just moves on to the next. No harm, no foul. Problem is when you get a kid involved. Now, the interesting thing about, I guess a little bit different about Brittany Renner is the fact that everything was laid out on the table. And here's the analogy that, that I like to use. And I don't know if it makes any sense. Because this is the first time I actually thought about it. But this is what we're going to go with and see how it goes. Okay. If you buy a car, a used car, right? And the salesman doesn't tell you everything that's wrong with the car. You yourself don't check the car facts, right? The car looks real pretty on the outside. It's the, you know, it looks like the car that you want. But you don't know anything else about the car. 
The salesman's like, no, it's great. Engine's good. Brakes are good. Uh, you know, fresh set of paint. You know, here's some rims you get to throw on it. And then you take your car out. And after a couple of weeks, you realize, man, something sounds wrong with the muffler. <laughs> man, an engine there, yeah, you know, sometimes they don't even turn over. Might got a head gasket out or something. Why is it leaking oil? You know, I think in that regard, you could be sort of forgiven for your naivety, right? Now, if you go to buy a used car and the used car salesman says, listen, man, the body of the car is beautiful. I mean, it looks good on the lot. I mean, that car looks beautiful on the lot. Like, you see that car, you're like, man, somebody see that car parked, they'll be like, man, this, this, this guy, this guy got a nice ride. But then the salesman is an honest salesman and says, listen, man, it's a beautiful car, man. But, you know, the battery's almost dead. It got about 300,000 miles on it. You know, the exhaust is not good. Uh, the engine probably needs to be replaced. The tires are all bald. You know, it's just, it's, like I said, it's a beautiful car, but it, it's, it's, it's been through some things. It's had about nine accidents. You know, it's been it's been through a lot. Beautiful car. And if you're willing to try to restore it, you know, that's fine. But I just want to tell you up front, the car, you know, has its issues. Even though it's a beautiful car. Can you really complain when the car breaks down? Who fault is it really at that point? And see, that's that's the P.J. Washington situation at its core. Once again, I'm, this is not a judgmental show. Uh, I, I, you know, I'm, I wouldn't say I'm friends with Brittany, Brittany Ritter, but I know her. I've interviewed her before. It's all out there. You know what I mean? Like, it, <laughs> it's, in, it's literally in the book. It's all out there. And I'm pretty sure P.J. was aware. Because everybody was. I mean, it's, it's, everything was laid out. The car facts was laid out. You chose to try to restore it. And it didn't work out. But instead of, you know, you know, not, you put something in it that you can't get out. You know, when the, when the baby's involved, I mean, that's, that's a long-term contract, Chief. Now, if he, if he, if there was no baby, he, he lesson learned and keep it moving. But now he, he has something. And to his credit, to his credit, you know, seems like he loves his boy. Because, I mean, the, the child has nothing to do with all the other stuff. And so, but now that makes it more difficult for him because he loves the boy doesn't love the girl. <laughs> now you got these other responsibilities. You can't just walk away. Same thing with uh, Tyler Hero. I've told this story before because the girls have told me. They thought he was corny. The IG models was curved him left and right. They thought he was corny. Didn't think he was cool at all. Ignoring his DMs. He's a bitcher warmer 
But then he found, he just kept shooting his shot. And he found an older IG model who had just got kicked to the curb by several athletes who, once again, was aware of their her car facts. Kyle Kuzma and others. Like, the body's very pretty of the car. But the inside, not so great. I don't want to be tied up in a, in a six-year car note with this. So they just dropped the car off, you know. It was like a six-month lease. <laughs> they was leasing. They wasn't buying. But this he's young. Nobody was giving him any run. He finds this attractive girl. She puts it on him. He gets popular. Then she gets pregnant. Now what do you do? You're 22 years old. You didn't read the Carfax. Or you read the Carfax and you ignored it. Now you're stuck. And this is not to, to, to say that P.J. Washington and Tyler Hero are the first. This has happened to a lot. And you hear a lot of these guys as they get in their 30s and 40s or their playing career is over and they're like, man, you know, this I should have been more careful because now I'm, I'm dealing with either, you know, one or two or three or four baby mamas and my kids are growing up and they don't really know their father because everything's splitting all of this stuff. They learn. But the thing I try to tell people, it's easy. Like I'm in my 40s now, right? I've been doing this for almost damn near what, 16, 17 years, right? Almost half my life, right? It's easy for me to sit back and say, don't do that, you know. But I was 21, 24, 26 once. You do a bunch of stupid stuff. You look back and say, why? Why did I do that? You do some stuff that you like, and you got, maybe you got away with it. <laughs> like, woof, that was a close call. Like, sometimes you, you got to be a little more understanding. It's easy when you're 35 and you're looking like, man, yeah, they shouldn't have did that. It's, 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 so, it's easy to say that from like an armchair OG. This is 22 years old. This is Brittany Renner. Of course, you know, he's, you know, I mean, no offense. I mean, PJ Tucker doesn't look that bright. You know what I mean? Like, he's just, women can, women and men, I don't want to get canceled, can be manipulative. If you don't really know what's going on, you can be, you can you fall in love or whatever. You can, there can be issues. My advice, once it happens, just don't say anything. Just don't talk about it. Just don't feed into it. You know, and I'm saying that as someone that it would take money out of my pocket if they don't feed into it. You know what I mean? Like, if he just never talked about it and just did videos of his son and pictures of his son and didn't take subliminal shots and wasn't tweeting like an idiot, you know, it's nothing really to talk about then. Shit had happened and move on. You know, but they can't help themselves. It's social media. They got to have some sort of outlet to, to to speak their truth or whatever the hell. But just, that would be my, if it happens, yeah. But look, stuff in life happens. There's nothing you can do about it. That's, that's the crazy thing about life. Like, there's no rewind button. You can't DVR your life. You can't pause it. Everything moves forward. 
Whatever happens, it just, it happens. And probably throughout your life, a lot of different things are going to happen, good and bad. I say this all the time. It's, it's, it's the mantra that keeps me saying, it's like, when you're flying high, you know, some's going to go down. And then you're going to fly high again. Then he's going to go down. I mean, it's just the way life is. Bigger has roller coaster. Nobody just ascends. <laughs> I mean, maybe there are. Maybe there are people that just ascends like from day one. But in reality, that's not realistic. Like, there's going to be a time where you're going to have to deal with some adversity. And then you, you bounce back. And that doesn't matter. Even in your your your, your faves, they, they deal with adversity and bounce back. Sometimes it's small. Sometimes it's big. Sometimes it's massive. But... If I can quote, uh, I forgot his guy's name that quick. Hold on. I got to find his name so I can, I wanted to say something else. Uh, Hold on. Give me a second. Just a half a second. You can wait. Uh, To quote, uh, oh, yeah, there we go. I was getting, I was, you know, Baron uh, Mordu from Doctor Strange. I don't know why I was going to say Domamu, but that was the villain. But to quote uh, Baron uh, Mordu, the bill always comes due. It does. It, it, just, it always comes due. <laughs> no matter who you are or what you're talking about or what's going on in your life. The, the, it always comes due. And it's just how you handle it after that. You got to pay. <laughs> Sometimes you got to pay with, you know, people. That, there's variations of how much you got to pay. But the bill always comes due. And you're not getting any extensions. <laughs> you know, when you get that late notice where the envelope's like orange, red, or green, that's how they let you know that this is it. You got to pay that bill or you get disconnected. The Injustice League. The other thing the streets been asking me about is what really went on with uh, Rachel Nichols, Maria Taylor, ESPN. If you don't know, well, you should know. But the general backstory is Rachel got caught on on, on tape in 4K, upset that that gave her in an NBA Finals gig to Maria Taylor. She blamed it on ESPN. You know, trying to pander to Black Lives Matter and diversity when they really don't care anything. Uh, this led to, you know, a big thing. Next thing you know, uh, Maria Taylor's out of here. She goes to NBC. She's doing the Olympics and whatever she, else she's going to do on the NBC. Everything thought, well, everything thought. That's terrible. <laughs> it's a terrible way to, to try to start a sentence. Uh, everybody thought that. Rachel Nichols was safe and things would be cool. Had to pause for a second. My uh, my little baby, my little Harper, she's uh, almost nine months. Uh, she's crawling and trying to uh, trying to walk as well. But uh, she has a huge head and sometimes she falls over. <laughs> and then that's the crying. You know, that's, you know, it's weird watching... Uh, babies because you forget sometimes like the little stuff that you have to learn to do you know just like growing up like as a human 
you know, like, you know, walking and talking and stuff like that. And they're really trying. They're really, you know, figuring it out, you know, for the first time. It's like you almost want to go back to that time. Once again, you can't go back uh, in time. But she's okay. A little cry, but she's all right. Thankfully, we have carpet. I heard it, though. I was like, it was like boom. Like, boom. <laughs> that big old head. That head like a daddy. Uh, anyway. Uh, so, yeah, everybody thought Rachel was cool and everything was going to be good. And then out the blue, uh, that's like, we're taking her off TV. We're canceling the jump. And, yeah, we don't expect Rachel to be doing anything of any uh, consequence uh, for a while, if not ever again, at ESPN, the worldwide leader in sports. You know what the E stands for, right? Entertainment. You know, just in case you ever wonder why they have the stuff on that they do have on. Oh, yeah, Max, Max Kellerman is uh, leaving first take. But if, once again, you subscribe to the BSO Substack, bsoent.substack.com, you'd have known that Max hated being on first take. Didn't necessarily hate Stephen A. Smith or the staff or anything like that. It's just the, the, the show's... The show is an entertainment show with a lot of yelling and bad takes. It's not really Max's forte. And after a while, he just got, you know, it's been years. He's been on it for like four years. And he just got tired of it. But anyway, what was the thought process uh, behind Rachel getting benched? Uh, interestingly, what I found out, it had nothing to do with the NBA uh, or NBA players. Believe it or not, I found this out is that most NBA players wasn't that upset with her. They really wasn't. You know, I've wondered, like, you know, are they going to not do interviews with her, not talk to her, just, you know, not be friendly to her? But most of the, the players were, I won't say necessarily on her side, per se, but they just didn't throw her, you know, in the trash or anything. I mean, and maybe I should have understood that because Rachel has been doing this for a long time and have established long relationships you know she's probably you know she's in this whole genre i guess of the lebron era so you know from like early 2000s to to now so this little 20 year period like she's been entrenched within the nba so she has a lot of relationships she's worked with a lot of different people she's helped a lot of people um especially the athletes who have no media training don't feel comfortable on set and things like that so they they didn't want to go and they weren't going to blackball or anything, uh, you know, like that. What it was was internally, uh, a lot of the black employees at ESPN was like, oh, this high goes, you know, Maria leaves, no real punishment uh, for Rachel. And they just felt like it was, they're going to try to reboot their entire NBA, you know, thing again. They keep trying to compete with inside the NBA. It's just never going to happen. But now, that's what they're trying to do. They're trying to reboot. So, there's a lot of internal strife and everything. Now, a couple of things that you need to know, right, is that Rachel uh, has some options here. You know, she could either, you know, just sit out and collect a check. She makes $1.5 million. I've been told once she becomes a free agent, however that ends up happening, is that she will have uh, opportunities because there are people in the media, don't forget, media is ran by white men that felt like, you know, she got kind of a raw deal in the fact that it was a, a, a private conversation uh, that got recorded and, and put out there. So she may just sit on the bench, collect the money, go on vacation, go to Cabo or whatever, 
and then, you know, come back in, at this point, I would say 2023, by that time, I would imagine that just like most things in life, people, you know, always going to bring it up, but, you know, they're not really going to care. Uh, because people attention spans for these type of things are very, very uh, low. Um, so she could just bounce back in, in 2023. Her other option that I heard was that she could sue. I mean, that was a private recording uh, that, you know, went public and that was on ESPN's watch. Now, the reason she may not sue is because, you know, like I said, she doesn't want to mess up any potential new opportunities, and they are, you know, pander. But I would, you know, don't cry uh, for Rachel. Uh, she's going to be, you know, all right. But like I said, it's very interesting. You know, NBA players, by and large, you know, had her back um, and was not, in, in especially the ex-NBA players that worked for ESPN, uh, none of them, to my understanding, uh, agreed with the decision to uh, basically shelve her. If, if anything, they tried to keep her on and felt like the worst had passed, which is probably true, and didn't agree uh, with this particular line of action. So that's a, that's a little scoop uh, for you. Just a couple other things that was on my mind. Uh, Rich Paul. Uh, I think this needs to be said. Rich Paul could be great for the culture. He's great for black uh, agents in a, in, a, in a world where there's not a lot of black agents. There's a lot of white agents that, you know, making money off of black athletes. But that doesn't mean that he, he cannot be critiqued when he makes some bad decisions. And it was obviously some bad advice that he gave to the Nerlens Noel. And, you know, I don't know if that means that he should be sued because, you know, the thing about being an agent is you just give advice. The, the player is actually in charge. So, you know, you don't have to listen, you know, to him. You know, you can say, hey, I can get you $100 million, so don't take this deal. I mean, but it's just advice. It's not law. You know, so, I mean, if, if, he, if there's been a lot of agents that's promised things and, and couldn't deliver, that's just the, the way it is. So, you know, yeah, I know he's dating Adele and all of this stuff, but let's, let's, he's a polarizing, you know, figure, but, you know, you can do both. You can critique him on certain things, but also realize that he makes a lot of white people, especially in the agent industry, uncomfortable. So they want to see him fail. Uh, because when black people start succeeding in certain industries that are dominated uh, by white people, they want to see you fail, you know, so they could take back over uh, their control. Uh, we talked a little bit about Kanye uh, coming back out and, and, you know, scamming people. I don't even know if I want to call it a scam because they voluntarily, you know, do it. Once again, it points to the fact that people don't keep that same energy. I mean, Kanye... Same person that said slavery was a choice. Same person that ran for president to take uh, votes away uh, from, you know, from Democrats to try to keep Trump in office. Someone that wears a MAGA hat. Nobody cares uh, as long as he you know, comes out and starts floating at a concert. People are always going to be uh, fake about their outrage and their quote unquote uh, canceling. Lastly, let me um, speak on Jake Paul. And then I get out of here, let you guys get back 
Tia Day. Uh, Jake Paul had a pretty big event with Tyrone Woodley. And it's interesting. I was talking to uh, uh, the BSO reporter, uh, Yuri, uh, about this. You know, when you get a certain age, uh, once again, like I talked about before, you, you have... The thing about getting old is that you just have more perspective because you've seen more things, right? Like, I started watching boxing probably... I mean, I think probably those Tyson years is when... You know, I started really getting into boxing. You know, maybe like, you know, I don't think I was old enough to remember the Sugar Ray and Hearns and Hagler Hearns stuff. That's stuff that I, you know, watched later on in life. But, you know, them Tyson, you know, years, I've watched Tyson Buster Douglas on H, I think it was on HBO, you know, stuff like that. But, you know, things change. And I think it's very important that we understand that we're in a changing environment. Like I just talked about earlier with Instagram, just think about life in 2009, as opposed to 2021. I mean, we're talking, let's see, you know, 12 years or 11 years, I should say, uh, you know, it's not a, a long period of time. It's basically a decade. And think of everything that has changed. Think about everything that's changed, you know, something like, you know, you can be a, a TikTok person, you know, TikTok didn't even exist like five years ago, you can make millions of dollars off, you know, you know, TikTok. You know, you could be a YouTuber and be headlining, uh, you know, boxing events and, and getting more pay-per-views than possibly Manny Pacquiao. Like that stuff would be unheard of. Thought about you know ten years, you know, ago. But that's how life is. Life is about evolving. Life is about change. But I keep telling people. People always say this, and it's this really stupid thing to say. You know, like well. Such and such is bad for the the sport. It's going to kill the sport. Nothing kills a sport, you know, especially not an individual. Like, did Aaron Hernandez kill the NFL? You understand what I'm saying? Did Ray Carruth kill the NFL? I mean, these are murderers. You know, they didn't kill the NFL. You know, Jake Paul is not going to kill boxing. You know, you know people are still making seven figures for boxing matches there you know people are boxing is still on like a bunch of different channels a bunch of different streaming services the content is still there it's just how you decide to consume the content what i've learned is especially in america in america um when it comes to boxing is that the the people from america that are like mexican or asian or, or things like that they really ride or die for their fighters, regardless, uh, you know, if they're any good or not, you know, and ju- it is just for the boxing. But when it comes to like white people, you know, they're more influenced by quote unquote influencers, you know, and black people are more influenced by, you know, people like who have drama instead of just the boxing skills. You know what I mean? Like back in the day, you know, you always had to have a little bit of entertainment to it, a little bit aspect to it, but people really appreciated boxing skills. I saw somebody say, well, this is why boxing, you know, Jake Paul, this is why boxing sucks and these are the best things that fights that boxing can do, but, you know, boxing has had, just this year, a multitude of very, very good fights. I mean, hell, Ugas and Pacquiao was a good fight. Virgil Ortiz and Mean Machine was a good fight. You had, uh, the Josh Taylor and Jose Ramirez undisputed good fight. I mean, there's there's good fights on almost every week. You know, there's a lot of good fights over in the UK. There's a lot of good fighters if you go look 
for the content. If you're a casual, then maybe all you know is Wilder. Maybe all you know is Fury. All you know is, you know, you, 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 you see the drama. You see the tweets. You see the Instagram. You know, you probably know more about Devin Haney because he hangs out with a bunch of, like, IG models from Black China to Indian Love to NBA Young Boy's girlfriend. Then you know about him in the actual ring or who he fights in the ring because that attracts more people than the actual fights. And because of that, people don't know what the hell that they're talking about. So, you know, somebody fights and they get rocked and all of a sudden they're trash. But, hey, you know, it's a fight. People throw punches back. You know, it happens. Is Jake Paul bad for boxing? Jake Paul is good for himself. He's good for, uh, you know, his self-sufficientness. I don't even know that's a word. Self-sufficientness? Maybe that's a word. Maybe not. But the fact is, it doesn't really have any effect. Just like Mayweather fighting Logan Paul didn't, it's not going to have an overall effect, you know, on boxing. The fact of the matter is, there's always going to be good fights. There's always going to be good fighters if you want to do the content. And there's always going to be these side shows and, and people like Jake Paul that people are interested in because of the drama, because of the clown show. People love the villain. It's a lot of money in being the villain. And I say this to, to, to I've been saying this for a very, very long time. A very, and it's kind of maybe the theme of the podcast, right? Like, I see all of my numbers in real time. And I've been seeing them in real time, you know, for over a decade, right? I like a multitude of different things, be it boxing, be it comics, be it movies, be it games or whatever it may be. Like I'm interested in a lot of stuff, you know, crime, drama, forensic files, like type of stuff. I'm into all of that stuff, right? But I see every day what you, the people, actually consume, you know, because I have that real time you know, data. And what you consume is the stuff that you claim that you hate. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Once again, remember what I talked about all the way back at the beginning of the, of, the, of the show? You don't know these people. So when people say, I hate this, I hate BSO, I hate this story, why are we talking about this? It's always funny to me, the person that quote tweets a story and say, this is none of our business, as they quote tweet the story. As they comment on it on Facebook. This is none of our... If it's none of your business, then what are you commenting on? Why are you commenting? It's none of your business. You should have went right past it. Right? If you see something, you say, that's none of my business. You, but the first thing you do is like, let me give my two cents on something that's none of my business. I know people are fake. Social media is fake. Only people who know that you're real or the people that are really around you all the time in the mirror. Cause what, what do I always say? And this is something that you should put on a coffee cup, put it on a post-it note. you know, put it in your notes in your iPhone or your, your MacBook, and just say it to yourself every day. If you say it to yourself every day, then you will be the best representation of yourself on any platform that you're on. In any walk of life, at your job, at your house, online, offline, at dinner, at in the bathroom, it don't matter. You will be your best represent, representation of yourself if you say this to yourself every single day. The mirror never lies. I appreciate you listening. Please follow me on Twitter at BSO. 
Facebook, Black Sports Online, Instagram, and YouTube, B-S-O-T-V. Big shout out to ABF Creative for helping put this podcast together. I'm out.